0: This episode of Action Science Theatre is brought to you by the letter Q. The letter Q,
1: because 25 is a rubbish number of letters for any one alphabet. And here we are in the depths of the Swedish jungle. It is only here, millions of miles away from civilization, that we can observe the Action Science Theatre listener in its natural habitat. There it is, its golden mane shining in the sun, its proud yet gloopy nose pointing towards destiny, and... As always, as it finishes listening to the latest episode, it immediately leaves a review on iTunes and buys a mug. This beautiful creature is no longer a mystery to science. Phew!
0: This is exhausting.
2: Shall I mop your brow, Doctor?
0: Oh, yes, if you could. Yes, that's it. Really mop it all up. There's a bit more here on my left temple. Quite a lot has gathered in my earlobes. Lovely. Right, on we go. There we go, at last.
2: Excuse me, Doctor. Uh, Yes,
0: Nurse, what is it?
2: Reading his notes, it looks like it was his left leg you needed to cut off. I did
0: cut off his left leg.
2: Stage left.
0: Oh. Let me have a look at his notes. Oh no, you're right. That would explain quite a lot.
2: The other leg does look more gangrenous.
0: Yes, and it smells awful. Well, I suppose we could try and stick this one back on.
2: We tried to do that the last time it happened, but it didn't work.
0: Mm, Yes, so we did.
2: Well, just
0: let me add something to the notes. There we go. Infection spread. Before we could do anything, blah, blah, blah. Now, pass me the saw, please.
2: Your internet dials to danger As we bring you action As we bring you science And as we bring you theatre With Action Science Theatre So that's another one due to human error How many is that Florence? That takes it up to eight this week And how many from infections? This week 100 A nice round number for a change I like round numbers And how many have died from actual combat? Uh Nine That is grim. Yes, I suppose it is. Are you going to eat that biscuit? No, I don't think so. I've lost my appetite. Well, good news for me. These ones have cinnamon in. I love cinnamon. So what are we going to do? About what? All this. We can't know about all this and do nothing. But what can we do? We're just nurses. The
1: doctors don't listen to us. Excuse me, nurses? Yes, doctor. Uh, Could you point me in the direction of the latrine?
2: You just go through the door and it's on
1: your left, Doctor. Oh, very well. I'll find it myself. Good day.
2: See what I mean? Thanks to Florence, we have the information. We just need to get it to the right people. But who? The newspapers? Do you know anyone who works for a newspaper? My cousin Billy licks newspaper ink from people's fingers for a sixpence. Not exactly what I had in mind. Dr Albert Bunting is the cousin of the Minister of War. Really? How did you know that? Sorry? Oh, I wasn't talking to you. I was reading the trivia section of the war newsletter. Dr Bunting is your doctor, Anne. Talk to him. Try and persuade him to help. Ethel, are you a Pisces? Not now, Florence. Because it says you're going to have to push a friend to make the right decision this week. You see, Anne, it's fate. The stars want you to... And it says you'll get some very, very bad news, which will be followed by even worse news. Well, these things aren't always right. How do I even go about convincing him? Use your charm. You scrub up nice with some boot polish in your hair. Flutter your eyelashes at him. He won't pay any attention, I'm telling you. He will once he sees you in a short skirt. You mean let him see my ankles? I've always liked your ankles. They're very symmetrical. You see? It'll work. Trust me. Come in. Good evening,
0: Doctor. Ah, Nurse, um... I'm sorry, I'm afraid I've forgotten your name.
2: Anne Hatterby, Doctor. We've been working together for over a year.
0: Yes, I'm sure, but in the thump and bash, the the scrum and twang of a surgical theatre, it's not always possible to keep track of all the details, I'm afraid.
2: (laughs) I completely understand.
0: So, Nurse Hatterby, what can I do for you?
2: Before we get into that, perhaps you could dim the lights a little.
0: Well, this gas lamp only really does on and off. And even with it on it's so dark, I can't tell whether I'm drinking my ink and writing with my coffee or the other way around.
2: <laughs> you have such a way with words, Doctor. Do I?
0: Yes, I, I suppose I must do.
2: How about some music?
0: Music? I'm, I'm afraid I have no way of providing music... I do know a few musical theatre numbers I could sing for you. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> oh, take out the barrel of me ladio. Take it outside. Take out the barrel of me Do me whatever you like.
2: I think silence might be better.
0: Thus, yes, you're getting awfully close.
2: I wanted to make sure you could see me in the light. My
0: word. <clears throat> those Are your angles? Do you like them? Well, the left one actually looks a bit swollen. I could get you some ointment.
2: Let me be honest with you, Doctor.
0: I'm not sure that's wise at this proximity.
2: I know that your cousin is the Minister of War.
0: Slightly odd pillow talk, but yes, it's true.
2: We'd like to talk to him. Who's we? Myself and some of the other nurses.
0: They're not going to get this close to me as well, are they?
2: They might, if you want them to. Sorry, I don't follow. It's very simple. We're willing to get as many nurses as close to you as you want, as many times as you want, if you'll arrange for us to talk to your cousin. I
0: see. At last. In that case, I I think we can come to an accord.
2: So, you've agreed that every nurse in the hospital will not come within five feet of Dr Bunting for the duration of the war. He said he'd rather spend his time playing bridge with Dr Featherman. He said that what's between them is something that dare not speak its name, whatever that may mean. Five feet? The operating room is six by eight feet, exactly. I'm going to watch through the window.
1: Excuse me, nurses? Yes, Doctor. Which war is this again? The Crimea War, sir. Heavens, how many people must one ask to get a straight answer?
2: So, we have our appointment with the Minister of War. It looks like it. Now we have to make a persuasive case. We need someone to help us. Shall I run through a list of all the people in the hospital in alphabetical order? Not right now. We need someone who knows a thing or two about presenting. I think I know just the man. Who? A soldier who came in wounded two nights ago. What's his name? Corporal Talks. Corporal Edward Talks. Corporal Talks. Hey, Ethel.
1: Ethel, is that you?
2: It's me, Corporal Talks.
1: (laughs) I told you. Call me Ted.
2: All right. Ted.
1: I won't have a woman I've had my way with not calling me by my first name.
2: You've had your way with him? He told me he was dying and it was his last chance. But they all say that. You don't go with all of them, do you? Well, I'm sorry. You can call me (laughs) Ethel Gullible.
1: Uh, Sorry to disturb, ladies, but did you want something... Just I may black out from the pain I'm in at any moment.
2: We need your help.
1: Anything for you, Ethel. Particularly after you Uh, let me... You
2: used to do musical theatre, right?
1: That's right. (coughs) Little Teddy Talks, they called me. They used to put me on for 18 minutes and I brought the house down every time. Really? Yeah, but, you know, the structural engineering in those places was terrible. A lot of cowboys out there.
2: We're going to meet with the Minister of War. Try and convince him to make a few changes. What well, kind of
1: changes? You're not going to talk him out of having wars, are you? Other than the shrapnel, I've had quite a lot of fun here.
2: No, just convince him to manage things better. Improve care for the soldiers, that sort of thing.
1: Sounds like a worthy cause. A bit practical for me, but sure, I'll help. I take it you want to know how to put it together?
2: Yes, please.
1: Right, first things first. The way you look. Make sure you show a fair amount of ankle. Nothing too provocative. They need to be looking in your eyes. But just <coughs> tease them a bit. Okay. And use positive body language. Every time you pause, give them the thumbs up.
2: Are you writing this down? I write everything down. Really? And then Corporal Talk said, anything for you, Ethel. Particularly after you let me... I sometimes (laughs) use her to manage my to-do lists.
1: Second, think carefully about what you're going to say. What's the message? Make sure you make clear, concise points and you have takeaways.
2: Takeaways?
1: Three key points you want your audience to remember. Make sure you restate them at the end.
2: Okay. Sounds like we can handle this.
1: Oh, and one more thing. What? People work visually. It's why we wear different colour uniforms from the enemy. It's much easier to say, shoot the blue ones, (laughs) rather than get the Russians.
2: Do the Russians wear blue?
1: Oh, I forget. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But present whatever you have to show visually.
2: Visually. OK, thanks, Ted. You've been a big help.
1: No problem, and good luck. Visual?
2: How are we going to present the information visually? Are you going to eat that pie? No. I love pie. One of the soldiers in the Black Ward is an artist. Maybe we could get him to help. Do you think he would? Oh, yes. He actually is dying, so there was nothing wrong with what I did. But what do we want him to paint for us? Mm, lovely pie. Some way of explaining the problem in easily digestible visual form. Mm, Pie, pie, pie. To show how the total number of dead soldiers is split into different sections. Oh, I love pie. And the one section is
1: surprisingly large. Excuse me, nurses? Yes, Doctor? Uh, Do you know... Oh, look at the way you eat that pie. That's interesting.
2: I divide the pie up into four sections, each one larger than the last. So I end up eating the biggest piece of pie. I love pie.
1: Yes, it occurs to me that would be an excellent visual way of demonstrating how, out of the many trips I make trying to locate hospital facilities, most of them are wasted.
2: Yes, I suppose it would.
1: Uh, Talking to myself as usual, good day.
2: I think that might be it. He's right. I've just worked it out, and I think I could explain this adequately to an artist. How long do people on Black Ward have? Could be a day or less. Well, we better get going. Florence, you can bring your pie. I would never leave pie. Which one is he? Uh, I'm not sure. I only remember the groaning <laughs> sound he made. <laughs> oh, well, that's easy enough. <laughs> no. Ow! No. Ow! Yes, that's him. Ah, that really hurt. Why would you <laughs> do that to me? part of a radical new treatment oh it's you Uh, didn't we um that's also part of the treatment i understand you're an artist (laughs) well i dabble what sort of thing oh you know pain misery despair watercolors it's a bit more complicated
0: than that Uh, sometimes i use charcoal
2: we need you to draw something for us it's of vital importance to the war effort vital importance very much so (laughs) well i'd love to help but i'm
0: not very well it's inspired me to write some poetry would you like to hear it Must we? If you want my help,
2: yes. I'm sure it's wonderful. Go ahead.
0: (coughs) Boom, 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 go the guns. They are so loud. I am in a crowd.
2: That is so moving. I hadn't
0: finished. No,
2: I'm sure, but it was so moving, it's moved us right to the end. Oh,
0: Oh, well, that's very nice of you to say. Well, pass me my paper and charcoal, will you?
2: Here you go. Nice. what am I drawing? Florence, you're on. So, I picture a circle, seven and five-eighths in size. It is split at two points, so that the separate parts are not equal. The first area... I have
0: no idea what you're saying.
2: It's a pie which is divided up into three pieces. One piece is enormous, and the other two are thin slivers.
0: Got it. Like that? Perfect. Uh...
2: It's not perfect. The lines are not in precisely the right places. (laughs) It will do fine, Florence. Thank you, sir. You're welcome.
0: Uh, um, Any idea when I might get out of here? Get out? Yes, it's really depressing.
2: Um, hasn't anyone told you... Told me what? Never mind. I'm sure you'll get out of here soon. (laughs) Chin up. I would, but it hurts (laughs) when I do that. Well, I think that went well. We did everything Ted told us to. You don't think my thumbs up were too enthusiastic? No, nothing wrong with enthusiasm. You don't think the times I said, um, detracted from what I said? Oh no, not at all. Do you think my skirt is too short? Well, you can see all of your ankles. And a little bit of the lower leg. uh, But I'm sure it's fine. It wasn't a whole inch, so I had to round it down. Don't worry. I think we may have made a real difference. We're pioneers. Maybe word will get out. Maybe we'll be famous. Yes. Famous pioneering women. Yes.
1: Excuse me, ladies.
2: Uh, Yes, sir.
1: The minister would like to say how impressed he was that three women had taken such an action to bring something so important to his attention. Well, he's, he's very welcome. He also begs your pardon, but he didn't get your names at the beginning. Well, I'm... Uh, no, no, he just asks for the one with the very pretty ankles. He means you.
2: Me? Oh, I'm Florence Nightingale. Very good. Thank you. Starring in Crimea River were Debs McKenna, Brian McEnwell's, Anna Griffith's, dan Booz, francesca richards and dan bond written by dan bond and brian mackenwells produced by dan booth for more action science theater including t-shirts and mugs go to actionsciencetheatre.com